Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hello, sir. Now, let's do some fun things that okay. are not related to the COVID-19 Thank you. virus. Okay. Uh, Tesla, we'll just do Tesla stories. Those are always fun. Uh, Tesla started delivering the Model Y, which is their most important product, last week. Uh, they finally published, and they, for the first time, published the owner's manual online so people could figure out how big the car is. No, you know, you saw pictures of it, but they gave no actual, you know, measurements, you know, no dimension, no cargo capacity, nothing. They gave nothing. Now, now they did. Now they do. But it it took literally to the car being delivered. Why would they do that? I don't know. I I don't, you know, I don't know why. So uh, here are a few things that. uh, That's why they call it the Y series. uh, No, it was S-E-X-Y. Oh, okay. You know, S-E-X-Y. Yeah, Model S, Model, uh, Model 3 was supposed to be Model E. Okay. And then X, Model X, and Model Y. It was sexy. Sexy. Got you. That was Elon's plan. Okay, Elon. You're so cute. <laughs> He's quirky. Quirky, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> okay, but but that is what drives Tesla. Sure. I mean, you know, that, that, that that's what gives it sort of the cult, I guess, is following that it has. So here are a few things that uh, we didn't know and now we know about it. For towing, they thought they were going to be able to tow something with this car. Uh, and they because it's been seen out in the wild with a trailer. Okay. You know, like testing. Yeah. But there's no trailer hitch. There's no provision for it. And there's nothing in the owner's manual that says anything about it. So, hmm. so that's an odd thing. Everyone thinks they're going to add it later as something that they're going to they'll add. Okay. But right now, it's it, it's not available on the car. It um, has the capacity to though. Yes. Okay. The Model X can tow. Okay. So the Model Y should be able to tow as well. Not as much, but you know, it should be able to tow something. Okay. Uh, but uh, nothing right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, seat capacity. Uh, there was no mention in the manual of the seven-passenger capacity because it's supposed to have a third row, a little where you put midgets and it flips up in the back. <laughs> it's it's very small. It's, yeah. a, it's a very small third row. It's a feature row. for Japanese people. But there's uh, we've seen pictures of it. We've seen you know we've seen it out again. We've seen it out in the wild. Uh, you know, at a supercharger or something like that. People take pictures of these things. Uh, but it is not in the owner's manual. It's just a five-passenger SUV like all the others that are about that size. So um, it uh, does not have a third-throw seat yet. Um, we've, uh, we've seen pictures, but no men- mention of it. So, okay, off-road capacity. Model Y has a slip-start feature, and it adds off-road assist mode that balances between the front and rear motors while allowing the wheels to spin, potentially saving owners from getting stuck in situations where one side of the vehicle is on something like ice. Model Y also has a camp mode like other Tesla vehicles, so you can you know sleep in it. Okay, you said slip something. Uh, yes, it has a. It's a slip differential, so it will. So what does that mean for it, the layman? It will allow. It will allow one wheel to give traction, the other wheel not to give traction. Got you. To get you out of something. So okay. Yeah, it's a. So you're but, like in an icy or snowy yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't know that it would have it. So, but if someone found it on the screen, you know, when you're going through the screens, right. It says, "Oh, this is slip mode," <laughs> so you could press it and you could be in it. But so it's just there. Lovely. Yeah. Well, Tesla has features as the car gets older. You know, it, okay. it, it always, with each software update, they, they do something, they tweak something, or they add something. 
you know, more Easter eggs or something, you know, fart, <laughs> farting seats or, you know, uh, you know, they'll, they'll add streaming services because they already have like Netflix and a bunch of other ones. I don't want people watching movies when they're supposed to be driving. You can't watch it while you're driving. Okay. You can only watch it when it's in park. But, you know, they have camp mode where it will keep the, as long as your battery is like more than 20%, it will, you can just sleep in it and it will keep the climate control system on. Oh, so nice. that you're not either too cold or too hot. Right. Uh, so that's what it has. It has dog mode as well where you could leave your dogs or something in the car and you have it you know, automatically he- cooled or heated to whatever level. And it comes up on the you screen. You might need to educate the public on that because most people you know, might look and see a dog inside a car here and go up and smash the window out. They have it on the big screen. It has a picture of a, a a cartoon picture of a puppy saying, "Don't worry, the the car is cooled or heated to this level. Uh, I'm just fine." Okay. And it's on the big screen, so you can see. And you it hope for, people are going to take a look at. Well, that you, I, than, you actually, it's the only thing in the car. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, so your eye goes to it instantly. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. So it it should maybe have a outdoor audio alert system that says warning warning back off from the car the dog is actually being taken care of well they they, they sentry mode does something like that it will you know it, now that it has outside sound capacity it can do something like that oh cool you know as it is right now with sentry mode the screen lights up like how the eye from 2001 a space odyssey okay it, it lights up like that and if someone gets close the, the screen comes up and lights up and you know to let you know that it's watching Nice, <laughs> because it, the, I really the, need one of the, these. The outside ca- the outside cameras will record on video. What's anybody that on? comes up to the car, yeah, oh, good. or hits the car, yeah. So th- there's been lots of people who have keyed the cars that have now been arrested by sheriffs nice. because they have clear video of them doing it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. So um, one one other thing that they said is that the, there's a heat pump. That's what the difference is. Is that uh, now they're using the heat of the battery to maximize efficiency. So what it will do is it will heat the cabin. Ba- batteries get hot easily, especially in cold weather. Uh, you need to heat the batteries up, and that sucks up the battery but once it and it's also very uh, uh, battery intensive to heat the car inside so that's what kills your range when you're you know it's really cold this will actually really help your range and they think that it could uh, extend the range by 20 percent in cold weather so that's that's a big deal this uh, metal model 3 didn't have it it's just a new new thing for model y um, they'll probably add it to Model 3 eventually. Um, Model Y is one inch gra- has one inch more ground clearance over the Model 3, uh, which is 5.5 inches. It has a turning radius that has an excellent uh, uh, three- radius of 39.8 feet. The Model 3 is 38.71 feet. So for a bigger car, uh, it's not bad to have just that little bit of an increase. Uh, the range is up to 316 miles for the dual motor long range. Uh, it has capacity for a, lo- a roof rack. There's f- people have found the holes for it uh, in the roof, but Tesla doesn't offer a roof rack yet. So it's sort of a mystery. Uh, the uh, uh, capacity of the cargo room is 68 cubic feet versus 44 cubic feet for the Model 3 with the seats folded down. So that's a significant increase for people who need that when you fold the seats down. Yeah. So And it has the hatchback. Do people really want roof racks anymore? Um, I still see it, uh, especially skiers. I still see people putting skis on the top of their car. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I've seen some roof racks, uh, people who like to take their Subaru somewhere, you know, like. Do any I of the car rental it. companies use Teslas? No. 
but there are a few of them, like the independent ones that will have a Tesla for you to, to, to rent. I see. And you can get one on the app Turo, T-U-R-O. Uh, they'll, they'll be available on Turo. Uh, you can get any car on Turo, except you'll pay a lot of money for it. You know, you can get a Lamborghini if you really want to. Yeah, well, I was just thinking because so much of it is controlled from your personal electronics, you know, like your iPhone yeah. or whatever, that it might be an issue for doing something like that. But I was also thinking because there has been all week long an abundance of rental cars here and at the airport oh, yeah. right next to our studio. They've been lining the streets with them because they have all these cars being picked up that were not being used for uh, the events like BMP. Right, Parabas and for the upcoming concert Coachella series and, and, yeah, and stuff like that. Coach, right, yeah. So now all these cars have to be shipped back off somewhere. And I'm thinking, yeah. wow, this is a ripe time to go over and steal a new car. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen it. I, I drove through the airport yesterday to return the rental car we had. Yeah, and it was they were lined up all along the you know the roads to the airport. They were mm-hmm. just they were you, it was an unbelievable number that they had. Yeah, it's just. It's astronomical. Yeah, and so obviously they're they, blocking our road right in front of our studios yeah, here on Alejo Road. I saw, road yeah, with I saw all the it, yeah. transportation yeah. trucks and and so they that. they have to now redistribute those wherever they came from. Uh, our car had a Washington plate on it, so it yeah. came from somewhere up there, and uh, somebody drove it down here. Uh, but yeah, it was a uh, man. I hope you used your wipes on that. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this was uh, this was uh, you know just uh, for two or three weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm not the one that drove it most of the time. Uh, it was you know a Nissan Altima. It was okay. Okay. I mean, it was nothing special, but it was okay. I know, just with yeah. all that COVID nineteen up there. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, they're supposed to to do that, aren't they? The I would rental, hope the rental car companies are supposed to you know wipe we'll all wipe that down. Them down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, VW claims that the cost of ownership of its new line of electric cars, the ID3 in Europe and the ID4 in the U.S., if they ever get built, will benefit significantly the lower cost of ownership than the comparable internal combustion cars. Uh, lower uh, low ownership costs are often used by automakers to distract from price premiums. <laughs> Like. Are, well, it, but, but VW says, and this is in euro, but it would be the same, you know, here if you convert it. Um, in Germany, the ID3 would sell for 30,000 euro, which is more than a Golf, which is a sim- similar size car. Uh, but with a, it has a 6,750 euro environmental bonus, like a, a tax credit like we have here. Uh, and the states also give credits. And you know, So what is this car? Uh, the ID3 looks like a Golf, and the ID4 is like the SUV version of it. Okay. The ID4 will be built here in Chattanooga, supposedly this summer, uh, and the and the it, they showed it in, in the virtual Geneva Auto Show. They had a virtual Geneva Auto Show mm-hmm. instead of you know, so they showed it in there, and it's just it's basically it's a it's a nice looking crossover nothing special okay but it's electric and they said you know so you'll be able to get the full tax credit and the rebates here in california um let's see and then let's see the the id4 will be the one here will be close to forty thousand dollars but after all the credits it will be closer to thirty thousand dollars uh which is uh, less than the you know the average price of a car now in the united states is about thirty five thirty six thousand dollars that's ridiculous that's, that's the average price of a car here that is ridiculous but that's what it is you can easily buy a Camry for that. I mean, you know, or, or loaded up a cord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, those things, I mean, and there's lots of little Mercedes Benz that start in that range that, you know, they all always tick up with, with options. Yeah. But we need to get back to the days of like twelve, fifteen thousand $15,000 cars that are just your average vehicle. Well, that's a used car. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, I mean that that's what I'm th- just saying. There's nothing. Yeah, there's almost nothing at that level. The fleecing of America. Yes, uh, that's as it is. But um, let's see. VW estimates the uh, EV will cost around 55 euro per month, uh, and it would be probably a oh, 55 euro less per month than the other one, uh, than a gas car, because of the cost of electricity and the gasoline, which is more expensive there. But uh, so they they're saying that it's a it's all, you know, you're going to be better off buying their electric car. Whether it's gas or diesel, you're going to be saving money every month. It's probably true. That's true, I it's would It's probably imagine. true. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what comes up. But they actually have to, you know, build it first. Right. The ID3 right now is sitting on the ground in... Um, They've got it parked. They've got the thousands of them parked around uh, the the factory. They're, the the software isn't working. Oh, so it's like the Boeing seven thirty seven Max. They're they're running like a war room there with thousands of engineers. They they have error codes on the average of three hundred a day. Ouch! And they need to fix it before the cars are delivered. Yeah. And they have to actually go to each car individually. That is a bug, not a feature. Well, hopefully things will be fixed before they deliver either the ID3 or the ID4. It's the same software for either one. but Yeah, I don't think they should be able to deliver at all until they've got all those bugs fixed. Well, at all. I, I mean, this is would, about human you would safety. Well, I mean, they, they, give, you know, they, they bag on Tesla for having problems, but nothing like this. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, you're listening to Todd Bianco and John McMullen on All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. from the desert cities of Southern California. Your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen and it's all coronavirus all day, every day, right? Uh, <laughs> this Thank is, God cars can't catch it. This is kind of interesting because it's, um, you know, that they're still building cars in China. They didn't shut them down. Well, of course, if, if the government says so, then you do well, it. Here's what Geely did. Geely owns uh, Volvo uh, and a few other brands and that we don't know about here. But they're, the big one that they own is Volvo that we know about. So I thought it, that was a Swedish thing, not a Chinese thing. It, it's owned by, the, by Geely Holdings, yeah. Huh. Zihang Geely Holding Group. There you go. Well, this is from their website. This is what they did. It's quite, kind of interesting because it's sort of instructional of what might happen here. Uh, so the uh, they had a crisis team that came together on February 10th to, because they wanted to return to work for the first uh, time at the headquarters. Strict pro- protocols were put in place. All business trips have been automatically canceled and all guests have been refused entry. Uh, today, all employees entering into the headquarters must first undergo temperature testing. And I mean, they literally stand in a tent with a huge screen. Yeah. And, the, you know, they have a, you know, whatever thing that reads your temperature. They all have to be wearing masks as well. Everybody wears a mask. So 
it reads your temperature. So the, that, that's the first thing. So there's a picture of them. They stand in a tent. They, they look at a screen with them with their body, and they show us their temperature on that screen. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so everybody has to go through that. Right. So let's see. And then uh, so they do, and they do. So they do the temperature testing on the visual screen that highlights any hot spots. Uh, anyone with a fever must be sent to isolation and medical teams alerted. To ease the congestion within the main building, clock in and clock out machines have been moved to the exterior of the building for the short term, allowing our employees to move in and out of the building with relative speed and convenience. Now, employees that drive to the headquarters have to have the temperature taken in a two. In addition to their vehicles, have to drive over sanitized mats that remove bacteria from the underside of the vehicle. So the, you, have, you have to actually decontaminate your vehicle. Uh, and then during the day, their cars will have the door handles sanitized by security teams. So they have security teams that walk around sanitizing you, the outside handles of your car while you're working. I thought that was pretty good. So they're actually doing that. They sanitize underneath the car, and then they walk around sanitizing all the hand, you know, the handles on the cars right. for you. I mean, that's all part of, you know, what they do for security. So a hand sanitizer has been introduced at the entrance at all major traffic points, making it easy and highly convenient to continually wash hands during the day. Uh, Initially, the group restricted the use of elevators, but has since introduced maximum limits on the number of occupants and also introduced hand sanitizer and tissues for those pressing the button. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, once in the headquarters, all employees are given new face masks every eight hours and are encouraged to keep their mouth and nose covered at all times. Floor supervisors also conduct temperature checks on employees twice a day. Large meetings have been canceled uh, and video or teleconferencing has replaced face-to-face communication. You said earlier that things were going to change in, in corporate yes, America. Uh, this absolutely. is this is one of those things I don't think it's going to go away. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I, th- I think they're going to cancel more and more of face-to-face meetings in person and just go to teleconferencing, video conferencing, that kind of thing. So uh, even even uh, lining up has become under under scrutiny. We ask that employees maintain a one meter distance when queuing to use office microwaves or other facilities, including bathrooms. Yeah, well, I would uh-huh. think uh, the same strict pro- protocols have been rolled out to all Geely factories across China, where over sixty thousand employees are working day to day. To date, Geely has returned to full production with no cases of coronavirus within Geely, showcasing that despite the strict measures in place, we are working hard to stem the spread of the virus. So, besides getting back to work, Geely has dedicated is dedicated to supporting the prevention and control of the new coronavirus virus outbreak. Immediately after the news of the outbreak uh, public, uh, became public, Geely cooperated with the uh, Chinese uh, Public Welfare Foundation to establish a special 200 million renminbi. What's the name of the Chinese currency? I forgot what it's called. I don't know. RMB, yeah, r- something like that. To fund uh, the support, uh, the prevention of the control of the virus, the fund has been distributing urgently needed medical supplies we don't have here, uh, including masks, disinfectants, medical goggles, and ventilators to affected areas around the world. The world, we've we've refused them here. 
unbelievable. Right. So, so Geely's strategic, strategic, strategically invested green in green mobility service is Cow Cow. That's what it's called. C A O C A O. Uh, set up emergency fleet providing free mobility service to residents and frontline workers in quarantine Wuhan. So they did that, which is, you know, a nice thing to do. Uh, and what else did they do? They did. Oh, yes. Uh, the group subsidiaries uh, brand Geely Auto uh, set aside another $370 million to uh, develop healthy vehicles that will help to remove harmful elements, including bacteria and viruses, from within the vehicles. Wow. Geely Auto, they donated a, a, to a 50-50 joint venture equipped with newly developed intelligent air purification system to the front to the, of line medical workers. So they already sent that, an experimental system to get them you know, air purification. That's great. I mean, that's their response. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a public proactive. That's a publicly held big corporation. Big corporation there. Yeah. Hello, America. This yeah. is Paul Harvey. Get your shit together. You're listening to Todd Bianco and John McMullen all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. from the desert cities of Southern California. Your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hello, Todd. And we know that Elon Musk is a Twitter aficionado. Yeah. He says some things that probably shouldn't be said, and he says other things that are interesting or just funny or weird. All of the above. Uh, if you follow SpaceX, his, uh, his uh, you know, uh, spaceship company um the the name of the rocket is falcon uh, and, and they call the the bfr and it was elon said that was big effing ro- rocket right not <laughs> so bfr is what he called it uh and, and falcon heavy was a bunch of fa- falcons put together and i think he called that you know again bfrs and, and people were just you know laughing over that because who knows what it says well now Elon is shopping, and this is true. He is shopping for a site for a new factory to build the Cybertruck. You know that thing, right? That is very popular, it, and they think it has military applications too. The military is looking at it. Yeah, I could see them having it. Uh, otherwise, it's just uglier than sin, if you ask me. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the paint job. Yeah, I guess not. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> so there are, are a variety of effective ways to get Elon Musk's attention. Tweeting is one of them. Sharing memes is another. Uh, Tulsa, o- Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is pitching itself as an ideal site for Tesla Cybertruck Gigafactory. This is Oklahoma, home of oil fracking. Right. Yeah. They want the Gigafactory there. Right. The big factory because for, for the Because they're truck. such a forward-thinking place. Yeah. Uh, they decided to dig deep into their creative bones, coming up with a full-on meme assault uh, explaining why the city is perfect for the all-electric pickup trucks production. Uh, recently, Elon noted that he's looking for an ideal lo- location at the center of the United States where the Cybertruck could be built. He wants to have good distribution, basically. That's why they want to be there, uh, because it's more expensive for them to ship from California. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so he noted that he wanted the, uh, 
to produce the Model Y there as well, because that, again, will be their most popular car. Several states have expressed an interest for a giga truck factory, but with so many areas vying for the facility, Tulsa, Oklahoma appears to have gone and taken the Less road, they call this in the in the article. Yeah. So there's a Twitter account. They want to be his best friend forever. Well, there's a Twitter account called Big Effing, and I'm. It's actually spelled out here. Big Effing Field in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that's the name of the Twitter account. Okay. So you can you can tweet them or follow them at at Big F. You you know spell out that right. word field. Big Effing Field. Spell it all out. Right. That, that's their Twitter. Okay, okay, so, so they got a big field. So, there. so you can go. So, uh, let's see. So they introduced the BFF for short. Like it sounds like Big F Falcon Rocket. Uh huh. <laughs> you see, it's it's they're 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 catering to him for that. Uh, that's why I brought up Big Falcon Rocket. You know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, Tulsa uh, Tulsa's potential Cybertruck Gigafactory has several features that make it ideal for Tesla. Each of the characteristics was highlighted by the city, which uh, which. With each point being accented by some masterfully selected memes, uh, in the BFF's specs alone, Musk will not only see the information about the site size, its 1,500 acres, or its infrastructure, which includes water lines, roads, and others. The CEO will get the f- specific measurements of the location's distance to Mars. 150.2 million miles or the SEC headquarters which is 1053 miles it's funny okay it is funny <laughs> so <laughs> and you know like one of their tweets was you want to hear a joke you know and, anybody in, uh, <laughs> in in Oklahoma had that kind of sense of humor I know you, you, you who knew so there it is so, so one of the tweets was any you want to hear a joke any serious consideration of Nats, Nashville or Atlanta because they've been talking about those sites and say that's a joke uh, the rest of the Tulsa's page. Well, this joke from there was Inhofe or whatever his name. Well, is. he's yeah, that's the melting snowball. Yeah. yeah. Um, the rest of Tulsa's page for the B- big effing field follows much of the same format, especially with regard to its Google reviews and its mode preview. Musk, being a bona fide meme lord and a huge fan of snarky humor, will likely have a chuckle when he scrolls through the BFF's page. The Tesla CEO could, uh, would certainly appreciate the hundred dollar refundable deposit for the, <laughs> for the, for the for the 1500 acre land if any uh, but all jokes aside uh, Tulsa Oklahoma did highlight that if Tesla were to build its cyber uh, giga, cyber truck gigafactory in the city it would move very fast to the project to get the project going and didn't it, they offer them a huge tax break? yes 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 it would be it, it even noted that the process was moving at fast like plaid powertrain plaid right now <laughs> is the is the powertrain that's their fastest that they're they're running at the uh, the the Nurburgring in Germany because okay. they want to beat everybody else. They want to beat the torch the Porsche take on. Okay, and so it's a three motor drive system that and it's called Plaid mode, and that's all from Spaceballs. Okay, Ludicrous mode was from Spaceballs, and I think that the Plaid was from Spaceballs. Okay, okay. so they're you know they're trolling him with the, with the you know they're, it's going to be fast like the the Plaid powertrain. Uh, this could be very well be key selling point to the B for the BFS as Tesla intends to start production of the Cybertruck next year. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, bless. Uh, well, bless this hundred acre site. Site's a little hard. Uh, the Joplin Chamber. Uh, a commerce president here. I'm authorized to give you a hundred acres in Biz Park at Crossroads of uh, 
I-44 and I-49 at the center of the USA with a historic home of, a, of battery tech with, with four of the largest trucking companies in the world near here, plus $50 million in incentives. Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so Tulsa, Oklahoma, is actually is a dedicated Twitter account, and it's just as sassy as it uh, as its main website. I guess the question is: Is will Tesla be living on Tulsa time? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, I, I just you know all these all these states really hate Tesla. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're the, these are the ones that you know they they park their their big pickup trucks in a Tesla supercharger, so you can't use them. It's called icing. Because it's an internal combustion engine, and you park in a right. electric car space, so they call it icing. So when a, a car parks in an electric space, it's called they iced it. Well, I think that that should be taken into account too, so that they learn from their mistakes. That's right. Okay. Uh, now, this one is a funny little essay I saw: how to le- learn how to drive in parking lots. Dumbass is the name of it. So, a plea for the end of inattentiveness, confusion, and aggression. Okay, so this guy is this is this is from Automobile Magazine, I think. Uh, driving enthusiasts like to talk about how most drivers are entirely clueless, wouldn't know an apex from their a hole, and and know even less about car control and how to recover from a slide or a skid, or how to properly use anti-lock brakes in an emergency s- situation. Forget all that for a moment. It's the dumb end of the top one percent of drivers or so, be it race drivers, track day junkies, or the relative handful of people who at least appreciate the fact that when they drive, they are in charge of a two-ton or more instrument of potential death. The latter are the type of people who might at least bother to take the time to venture into an empty, snow-covered parking lot to teach themselves a few basic things about their car, driving, and laws of physics. From what I've witnessed, I increasingly, increasingly, I've witnessed increasingly during the past five years in Los Angeles, a deserted, icy, Midwestern parking lot is the safest place that you could be without having to drive in, in a parking lot. When I moved here from the southeast Michigan a few years ago, I was immediately struck, almost literally <laughs> struck, by the absolute cluelessness and out... <laughs> Okay, the absolute cluelessness and outright stupidity of, on, on, the, on display every time I dared stop for groceries on my way home from work. And after the fifth time I came within inches of being drilled in my car's right rear bumper area by some jackhole driving at 30 miles per hour, as I backed out of my parking space at idle speed for this very reason, I lost count of how many similar instances transpired. Apparently, a 90-something percent of L.A. drivers don't understand that when they drive in parking lots and a car <laughs> and a car 50 or so feet away a- ahead begins to reverse out of a space the person ahead has limited visibility no uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes with with, <laughs> with even with backup cameras with the screen displays uh, <laughs> so this is why most people roll extremely slowly out of parking spaces but for some reason though put those same people behind the wheel of a car that is the that is the backer upper and they forget that it's like what it's like to be the guy, the other guy. It's pathetic. <laughs> this isn't this isn't to say that reversers aren't culpable too. It's just as infuriating and, and dangerous when you have the right to a right of way and someone throws their car into reverse and just decides, uh, like Jerry Seinfeld riffed once, "I'm coming back." This parking lot, <laughs> this parking lot 
The red mist also manifests itself often in the vein of dangerous and more in the vein of Keystone Cop, Cops or Key and Peel, comic, comically idiotic. The hilarity goes from down in, in real time almost every day here in the Automobile Magazine parking lot where our offices are in tri- inside the Motor Trend Group building uh, sit in the middle of two heavily trafficked parking lots swarmed by customers for things like a health club, a Starbucks, a bagel shop, and some other, other businesses that attract the ignorant when it comes in how to drive in a parking lot. One of our favorite games to observe, to, to, to do is observe is the, is the, the lottery known as whose space is this? <laughs> <clears throat> whose space is this anyway? It usually plays out like this. As one driver isn't, fin- isn't even finished backing out of the space, two drivers approach from opposite directions, set their sights on, on the about to be vacant gold mine of a free slot. Half the time they get so close to the car that it's attempting, that's attempting to leave their targeted fixation, fixated aggression to claim the birth <laughs> Results in them pinching off the off the trying to leave room for maneuvering. So the guy trying to get out can't even get out. The, this results in the car being unable to actually depart, and in the two the two aggressors the, the two the two aggressors become being unable to claim the spot. It always ends the same: a three car logjam of stoppage that lasts a minimum of thirty seconds as three grown ass people look back and forth at each other. <laughs> I've been I've been there. Yep. Uh, there. Their hands raised as they throw expletives in, in confused chaos. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the first car has enough room to leave as nor- as normal, whereas the other two are left to nose to nose simultaneously before the same standoff unfolds. I can only assume that 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 there are people who don't understand an, another basic law of common conversation and decency. When an elevator door opens, you're supposed to wait to see if any of the six or other people in the, you know, in the elevator, elevator need to need to exit before you push your way out. Right. <laughs> then, then you have the daily solo, the daily solo acts, which are more likely at, at worst, just to, just to damage your car and not you. If you're unlucky enough to park in a space next to one of these geniuses uh, that they, attempt to claim case in point just the other week i went shopping at a cvs as i approached my car uh my car upon leaving the store i stopped admittedly for purposes of this column and watched gleefully as a woman in a ford explorer tried i decided despite this particular lot being half full it it made sense to try and wedge her suv into the space between me and the lexus ls 500 i had parked and another car she pulled in realized that she was too close to the car in front of her backed out again tried to do it again and eventually she she decided to go to one of the free spaces which is just a couple of a couple couple feet away yeah the, uh, the, the, People, the, I swear, it's it's very funny. We, we, there's there's more to go on this, but I watch the same thing happen all the time over at the river in oh, Rancho yeah. Mirage. Oh yeah, this happens everywhere I've been. So this is Todd Bianco with John McLellan. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. Weather. 
truth and fun. We're iHub Radio, homegrown in the Coachella Valley. For the love of cars, this is All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. And have you ever been bored out of your mind just sitting at home all day long? Oh, never. <laughs> you aren't because you're here all day, but there's a lot of people sitting there. No, 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 no. For the last three months, I've pretty much had to sit at home and well, be bored out well, of my yeah. mind. So you, you I kind of got yeah. a, a head start on everybody. That's right. You had a little medical issue for that, though. That was different. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So if you're bored and want to see some movies that people haven't seen before or that you probably haven't seen before, here are a few to look at. Now, I mean, you know you know the basic ones. That you, like you, you can rent Ford versus Ferrari now. You can, you know, go, go on line and find Grand Prix and Rush, uh, you know, Heart Like a Wheel, or, you know, any day on some. You're with the kids, it's cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, Days of Thunder, blah, 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 Ra- Racing in the Rain, oh, the, all these various car companies, car f- and Cannonball Run, remember those? Yeah, uh, that was yeah, great. Yeah, those were fun. Uh, but, you know, there's also Bullet, American Graffiti, uh, you know, Death Proof, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. So there's a bunch of them. But here's some that you probably didn't know, and they're all free on YouTube. So, okay. Okay. So the first one is called The Racers from 1955. And this is uh, based on a novel of the same name, Italian bus driver Gio Borges, uh, who's played by Kirk Douglas. Uh, dreams of racing an F1 car on the world stage. Uh, he's Kirk Douglas, so of course he gets to, he gets there. But in a, but in a focused pursuit to win at all costs, he alienates his fellow drivers and pretty much everybody else. <laughs> so the, he meets uh, Nicole, who's played by Bella Darby, uh, who I have no idea who she is, and uh, his priorities change. Isn't that nice? Uh, de- decent racing action based on the special based on the special effects capable at that time. And hey, it's Kirk Douglas. Douglas. Bonus, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Ah. So you just search for it and you can watch these things and most of them don't even have commercials in it. So like I said, if you're bored, you can do a lot of this, you know, why not, right? Sure. Sure. Uh, here's another one. It's called Thunder Road from 1958. Uh, hearkening back to the days when uh, Junior, Junior Johnson went from moonshine runner to NASCAR star, Thunder Road is the story of bootlegger Luke Doolin, played by Robert Mitchum. Now we know who he is, right? Who makes uh, high-speed illegal alcohol deliveries in his 1954 two-door coupe with a racing mill under the hood. Uh, raises the glass and enjoys his black-and-white film. Uh, enjoy this black-and-white film and hard-driving Tennessee runner in an endless cat-and-mouse game with the authorities and the mob. Then there's the more contemporary version of that, which is Smokey and the Bandit. That's right. Well, this is from 58. I yeah. mean, you know, this is sort of a similar thing, but, uh, you know, who knew? Uh, this one is uh, The Speedway. It's called Speedway. It's with Elvis Presley, Nancy Sinatra, stock <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, st- stock Get, car racing. the locals in there. Yes. I, I saw Nancy on TV pitching for the theater that they were trying oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah. Palm Canyon. Yeah. Theater, or- um, I forget Not the name. Not Palm Canyon, but the uh, one silver on Palm yeah. Canyon. Yeah. Uh, so um, stock car racing, music, sex, trans- visual, uh, sexual tension. Uh, sounds like a, a hit movie, kids. Well, <laughs> let, let the trailer tell it. Tell it. Elvis and Nancy are a sensation. Together, they're a winning combination on the speedway. He's a high-flying stock car jockey with a room filled of tr- filled with trophies who likes to live dangerously. 
Elvis is a one trick has a one track mind and a winning streak that couldn't be broken until he found a gorgeous groupie you know, government agent in a slipstream. Jeez. Then they, when they get together, something's got to give and give and give. Elvis could seriously be a star. I don't know if Nancy could be, but this, but, uh, right. this again is on, outside of her boots. And you can find it on YouTube. Uh, winning from 1969, uh, long before Charlie Sheen made winning uh, an often repeated joke, Paul Newman shared in a racing movie, uh, starred in a racing movie about a driver who dreams of winning the big one. Uh, where we have heard it, where have we heard this before? But runs the risk of losing his wife, oh, who is played by Joanne Woodward. Uh, that his real life wife uh, Newman looks very uh, every bit the part of a race driver which is no coincidence while training for the movie uh, at the Bondurant racing school he fell in love with the sport and became a championship racer in his 40s winning is where it all began so that you can find on YouTube as well um, two lane blacktop from 1971 this looks like a winner it's about as good as you'd expect from a movie whose biggest star are a pair of real life musicians james taylor and beach boys drummer dennis wilson so there there's a couple of old names for you and yes the description the descriptors are hokey this is what they say their lives began at 140 miles per hour and the far out world of the high speed scene. Uh, but hey, it's his fan. It has his fans. In fact, Esquire magazine liked Tulane ba- Blacktop so much that they put it on its cover along with the words, our nomination for movie of the year and published the entire screenplay. Honestly, it's wor- it isn't worth all that, but it, it stars, it's, it has, it has stars and cars. Um, a 1955 Chevy 150 two-door sedan drag racing and a 1970 Pontiac GTO racing across country for pink slips. So roll with it. So I guess they, you know, they, 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 they wager the, the car itself on these things. Now here's one, uh, greased lightning. We've heard of this, this is from 1977. Um, it, let's see, it's the, it's the, Underrated, they say. It's an entertaining story of Wendell Scott, a taxi driver and bootlegger who became the first black driver to win a NASCAR Grand National Series race. Uh, Fighting racism at every turn, he would let absolutely nothing stand in his way. Uh, Scott, played by comedy legend Richard Pryor, was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 2015. So watch Greet Slicing and you'll know why. So there's a fun one you might want to watch, Richard Pryor. And uh, the world's fastest Indian. This I thought was interesting. This is uh, Anthony Hopkins. It's from 19, this is from 2005. Anthony Hopkins stars as a 68-year-old New Zealander, uh, Bert Murano, um, who after a lifetime of perfecting his classic 1920 Indian motorcycle, sets off to test it and himself on Utah's Bonneville salt flats. F- salt flats. With the odds against him, can Bruno fulfill his dreams? Oh boy, I wonder if he does. And set a land speed record. Enjoy this uplifting true story written and directed by Roger Donaldson, who earlier in his career filmed a documentary about the real guy Munro. So there's a bunch of good a lot movies. of films out there. Yeah. By so, the way, folks, don't forget that um, if you are in the market for a car and you're concerned about this stuff, you can always go to places like the Cathedral City Auto Center has a very robust website which is at mydesertautos.com. You can go to a lot of these auto uh, dealer websites and uh, do your shopping there and then call and talk with people at the, at yeah, the dealerships. Yeah, th- th- they have almost every brand you'd look for there. Yep. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually a good class.
collection of arts, and they, they have good search functions as well. So yeah. if you're looking for something in particular, you'll probably be able to find it. MyDesertAutos.com. Thanks Check for it out. inviting me in, Todd. Well, thanks for being here, John. I really enjoyed it. And you're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.